Okay, welcome back to another episode of A Good Hockey Podcast. This is The Good Hockey Show, which means it's our Monday show. That's right. As always, I'm Cal. I'm here with Chuck. Thank you for tuning in. How's it going, Chuck? It's going very well. It's going very well. Uh, Leafs are still topping in the Atlantic Division. Well, you know, they're second place, but they're Mm -hmm. still doing very well. Uh, the league's been super interesting and fun to watch recently. Hockey is just, uh, it's kind of crazy this year. So honestly, I'm having a great time. What about you? Yeah, like it's a great time to be a Leafs fan. It's sort of, I don't know, I want to say bittersweet. That's definitely not the word to describe this. It just feels like anticlimactic maybe because the Leafs in their past 18 games have set a franchise record 16-2. and two. Yeah, wow. But it just feels like, yeah, I mean, this is this status quo. This team should be playing like this, you know? And it's the wins are not celebrated and the losses are lamented heavily. I, I uh, do. Not so much yeah. last night in this Minnesota game, which was certainly uh, Minnesota's game to lose, being up by three and then losing or uh, finally winning in overtime four to three. Thank God the Leafs could pick up a point there. I'm not really sad about that loss, but yeah. Good time to be a Leafs fan. Good time to be a Florida fan. Oh, yeah. Good time to be a Rangers fan. Surprisingly, though, I believe the Rangers are leading the league in points percentage. Yeah, they got 35 points in 23 games. 16 of those are wins. 9-1 mm-hmm. and one in their last 10. I think it's a great time to be a Rangers fan. You got Capo Caco popping off. Chris Kreider is, you know, in the top five, if not a bit higher for goal scoring on the year. The only thing I guess you're kind of worried about is Igor Shosturkin being put on the IR just the other day after... Um, after a pretty mm-hmm. pretty nasty looking collision. Yeah, that's a big question mark for that team. Georgiev has had flashes of greatness, but never really a consistent enough performance for him to maintain that starter position. And you kind of saw that with Shosturkin a little bit early on when he was just getting into the league, and then he's kind of figured himself out. I think it yeah. is a huge blow to them. I don't know what they do until we learn more about this but that certainly uh certainly throws a wrench at the at the rangers yeah definitely throws a wrench in their plan for this season but hey if they can outscore their opponents and win games until he's back i guess uh i guess everything will be fine for them it's also a great time to be a detroit red wings fan because you you guys if any of you are a fan of the detroit red wings you have three potential calder nominees right now being Raymond Sider, who are both, you know, one and two in the Calder race. There's no question. But also Nadelkovich, who I just recently found out is still eligible to be a rookie because he didn't actually play the full 25 games that's like necessary to be considered not a rookie anymore last season. He didn't play 25 games last season. So he's still considered a rookie and he's been putting up great numbers for them, doing great for Detroit. Um, so yeah, if you're a Detroit fan, good for you guys. That franchise is looking up. And uh, I'm excited to keep keep watching them develop. That's really interesting. I'm going to fact check myself. The Florida Panthers have the best point percentage in the league uh, with .771. Wow. But the Rangers are in second with .761. So I was .010 off. So yeah. I apologize. The Panthers are a scoring machine. I just, I just see that they have 93 goals on the season in 24 games. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Good for them. Those guys are, yeah. That team's playing great. I love watching the Panthers as well. Yeah, Bobrovsky's really turned himself around. Oh, yeah. Big question mark this season, and everyone was thinking a lot of the heavyweight lifting was going to be put onto Spencer Knight, but it, he hasn't really 
played up to any expectations. Oh, no. And certainly not enough to get himself that sort of role, especially with Bobrovsky yep. playing as well as he is. He's not, you know, Vesna, but uh, I think Bobrovsky is a, is a shoe-in for top 10, top 15 goalies in the league right now. Easily. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, it's really Easily. unfortunate. Really unfortunate Knight couldn't match up to his production or like, like the way he was playing last year and in the playoffs last year. It, it was, you know, he was great. He was uh, shutting out teams like like Tampa Bay in the playoffs and really just showing that he was a, a good goaltender. But this year it's been disappointing. I wonder if the increased workload or just, you know, being a consistent like 1B or backup goalie is uh, putting a little bit too much pressure on him. But I, I'm sure I'm sure you'll give him a few years or we give him a few years of development in the league and he'll be fine. Yeah, let's stay on Florida for a second because they're in first place and they've been maintaining this first place position for a while. They have. I mean... In their last 10, they're 7-2-1. and one. They're currently on a three-game win streak. 14-1 and one at home, 3-3-3 three, three, and three away. Yep. Uh, I just want to mention that over this last 10 games, they've been missing a significant amount of players. They have. Amongst those missing are Alexander Barkov, Anthony Duclair, Mason Marchment, Noel Achari, Gustav Forsling, Oh my gosh, I keep Oli, Oli Uolevi, oh my god, and Marcus Nutivara. They have a guy named Maxime Mamin on their second line with Anton Ludell and Carter Verhage. That's and their awesome. first line right now is Jonathan Huberdeau, Sam Bennett, and Sam Reinhardt. Wow. Uh, you got Joe Thornton centering the third line with Vetrano and Tippett on his wings. And the fourth line is Lusterinen in between Hornqvist and Longberg. So it's like Hornqvist is on your fourth line and he's he can still be an effective player. So I, I, what I'm saying is there's just depth still there's with so all much of depth. these names yeah. out. The, the defense, are, it's Wegar Ekblad, yeah. Lucas Carlson, who I'm not too familiar with, and Radko Gudis. Uh, then Kevin Connaughton, who I'm not too familiar with, and Brandon Montour, who people know about. Like, it's... Even with Forsling out, even with Yolevi out, uh, they still have guys that are playing. So yeah, I think I mean, the only thing that can really stop this team right now is Bobrovsky flipping to the negative side. Right, like last year. Yeah, and if the if this kind of injury pace keeps up, because then I don't think that they can, because I think that this team's got to be playing too, too good. And yeah. it can't stay, it can't go on forever, right? So, yeah. yeah. And like, Ekblad and Uyghur have really stepped up this season. Ekblad in particular, with all the injuries that uh, that you're talking about that have happened in the last week, last two weeks. Ekblad's been like popping off. Just the other night, he had two power play goals. One of them was like a tying goal or something like that. And a couple of assists. Through 24 games, Ekblad has 23 points. And he's doing this as a 25-year-old. So you got to feel really good with him and Uyghur, whose stats I don't have up in front of me, unfortunately. But Uyghur's been playing great, uh, also contributing a lot this season offensively. Yeah, you're right. This team's just as deep as it could be. And if the injuries do persist, eventually their depth is going to dry up and Huberto's going to have to be putting up more of the three, four point nights to, for them to win. But, you know, I, I'm not sure how long, uh, how long Barkov's out. I know Duclair should be back soon. And Lundell did play pretty well on that second line for some time, so he could be a, a placeholder, you know, while while Barkov is healing. I think that this team is a Stanley is the Stanley Cup favorite. Yeah, I, uh, I'd agree. Twenty four games into the season, so just passing that quarter mark. Yep. 
Yeah. They seem let's the most complete. The, let's look at the other side of the league. At the bottom, in terms of points, are the New York Islanders. But yeah. they're not at the bottom in terms of point percentage because they only have 19 games played. At the bottom of the league for point percentage is the Arizona Coyotes. They're getting points in one quarter of chances. And that's through 24 games played. They have 12 points. The Senators got to be down there too, eh? Montreal is in second last. Senators are in third last. Vancouver is in fourth. Islanders in fifth. Chicago, Buffalo, Seattle, Philly, New Jersey, Los Angeles, Columbus. Yeah, all all those make sense. Bottom half of the league. Yeah, all those make sense to me. Uh, The Islanders, except for the Islanders, right? I, I, I saw no reason, and I know that they've been dealing with a, a shit ton of injuries, which is probably why in their last 10 games they've gone 0-8-2. But with Barry Trotz and with the depth that this team has defensively and offensively, you would assume, safely assume, that at least one of those 10 games would end up being a, a victory, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not close enough to this team to really do some depth analysis into what the problem is. What I do know as a passive fan is that they want to be competitive. Yeah. And I think they will be willing to adjust the current roster if things uh, don't really start to pick up. Because I think they need some scoring. And uh, yeah, they're getting killed by injuries right now. But there were some problems going on before yeah. this started happening. Barzell and Lee had like no points or not obviously not zero points, but like one or two points through the first 10 games. And those are your top two forwards on the team, right? So there definitely are some problems going on there. And I agree. I know that this team wants to be competitive, but I think if it by, you know, maybe the 30, 40 game mark, this team really needs to start consider blowing things up and gunning for some draft picks uh, with all the forwards that they have available. But I guess we'll see how, how the season goes or how the season continues for them rather. Yeah. So I just want to move into a little quick thing that I found out recently, Charlie. Sure. Okay. When I, so for a large period of my life as a younger ch- as a young boy I looked at the Disney logo wrong. Okay? Mhm. I looked at the Disney logo with a focus on the line going down in the D, in the original D. Right. And to me, the D was always a G. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. And I never, dude, I was just like, okay, this is the Disney logo. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what age I was when I went, oh, it's I'm like just my focus was off. And I saw the roundness of the D and the line didn't become some decoration to a G. It became the backing of the D. Right, right. It was Disney. Okay. So today I found out. That the Minnesota Wild, the Minnesota Wild's logo is more than just a photo of wilderness. For my entire life, Charlie, <laughs> for my entire hockey fandom, which has been since I've been a young boy, yeah, the, the, the Wild have been around for as long as I can remember. I always just saw trees, the moon in the back. The the evening sky or the sun in the back, sun setting, the evening sky. Yeah. A, a shooting star and a river. I just thought it was a nice landscape. Today, 
December 5th, 2021, I discovered that it's also a bear. Yeah, crazy, eh? The Minnesota Wilds <laughs> logo is all of those things. But at the same time, it's a bear. It resembles a bear. I never once saw it. I never knew it was supposed to look like that. Yeah. I'm such a Toronto-centric hockey noob. Uh, this is some... Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it blew it's, my mind, man. It's crazy. I've, I've seen... Well, ever since you brought it up to me earlier today, like I've seen a lot of people who, who didn't know that it resembled... Uh, I guess like the head shape of the bear, right? And I didn't know it was a bear, but I did. I, I thought it was a wolf or something, you know, some sort of other animal like that. Uh, but yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty amusing that you know there are so many people who never noticed um, that I guess the general shape of the logo. It's a great logo though, eh? Might be one of the best yeah. in the league. Well, yeah, I I liked it before, and now I love it. So. Now you love it even more, yeah, for sure. Okay, can we go over to league news? Sure. Yeah, go for it. What you got for us? You want to say or something? Did you do you have something that you wanted to say? Uh no, I don't have anything. I don't have anything I want to say. Oh, I thought, but I thought it just seemed like I like cut you off there or something. No. Sorry. It just sounded like I cut you off there or something. Oh no no! I was just gonna, I was just gonna talk more about the Minnesota Wild logo. So we don't we don't need to worry about that. Okay, uh, in the past week, the Predators acquired Cole Sherwood from the Senators, and the Sabres got Malcolm Subban from the Blackhawks. Yep. That's, that's on the trade, trade, and on the trade block on this episode of Good Hockey, Good Hockey Show's trading block. Trading block. Anton Hudobin is on the trade block in Dallas. And now on this week's waiver wire. Wait. Really? Anton Hudobin's on the trading block? Yeah, trade rumors, I believe, because Jake Ottinger's playing fantastic, Holpe's playing fantastic, and Bishop is supposed to come back soon. So Hudobin's 35, 36 years old. It seems he's the odd goalie out. And I believe some of the rumors have been suggesting Buffalo is going to be a suitable place for him to land. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder if he would do well in Edmonton. He, yeah, he might be good for them. Maybe not because he's played on defensive teams, uh, like structurally defensive right, right. teams. Like Dallas, he's been on for who knows how many years. But before then, do I remember him in a Bruins jersey? Oh, I I couldn't even tell you about that. I I know Anton Hudobin as a Dallas Star player. Anything yeah, else before I just that Googled is blanked. Him at, yeah, hey, he's got a photo of a of a of a. Yeah, this guy's got a Boston Bruins jersey. Yeah, on, yeah. So. so Boston and Dallas, you know, definitely two defensive based teams. Yeah, historically. Uh, so I wonder if him going to Edmonton would be a bit of a shock. I've kind of wondered the same thing about Flurry, and I also wonder if Edmonton would even want Hudobin if they want to go for someone bigger like Flurry. Yeah. What I know though is that that team needs some goaltending. Like they, like they need a Stanley Cup goaltender if they want to actually win a cup. So. Yeah, I guess the question, you could also ask the question, like, how much different is Hudobin from Smith? They're both old goaltenders that are kind of playing really well outside of their prime years uh, on, a, yeah. on a decent, you know, around $3 million average contract. It's just Hudobin's maybe a couple of years younger than Mike Smith and has not been proven to play well on Edmonton. So now that we talk about it, yeah, maybe maybe not such a great fit with the Oilers. Yeah, I don't really know. I guess Buffalo, they need a goalie. They need a goalie, yeah. They they picked up Malcolm, or they traded for Malcolm Subban, and it really didn't work out. He had, uh, I believe, a 7.50 save percentage in his debut with Buffalo. So 
They're still nice. looking for their guy. They're still looking for their goalie before Yuko Pekka Lukanen, UPL, who has one of the coolest names in hockey, in my opinion, before he comes up to the NHL and makes the jump. And uh, I know there's a lot of hope in that organization that UPL will be their starter for the future. Okay, you want to go to the waiver wire? The waiver wire. Let's do it. <laughs> On this week of the week. Okay, Kyle Clegg <laughs> got picked up by the Canadians from the Kings. Christian Wallinen got picked up by the Kings by the Sabres. Yeah, I actually feel like Kyle Clegg getting picked up by Montreal, right? Yeah, I, I feel like that's that's got to be pretty sad if you're an LA fan. I know he only had the five assists in, I want to say, 11 games this year, but it was his first year playing in the NHL, and he was looking great. He was really helping out on the power play for the few games, the first few games that he joined that team. So, you know, and anytime a young defenseman who's just starting his NHL career gets, or the, like your team loses them or he gets traded, he gets picked up off waivers, whatever, you got to feel pretty bad about it. I think Kale Clegg has a pretty good amount of potential, and hopefully he can help out Montreal, help them score some goals, because that team can't score goals. Uh, Colorado continued to deal with the injury bug on Saturday's game against Ottawa. Kadri, Byron, Makar, all out. And they ended up losing 6-5 to five in OT. Yep. Andre Svechnikov also did not play last night against the Sabres. Going to have to keep an eye on that. Darnell Nurse is supposed to be back, activated off of IR. He's going to play on... The Sunday, so you folks are listening to this on Monday. He would have played yesterday with the Oilers, so hopefully that all goes well. Yeah. Quentin Byfeld sent down to the AHL. Wow, that is shocking. After being activated from the IR. Oh, okay. So maybe this is a conditioning... St- yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I I would hope so. He's... Yeah, I would hope so. This is good content. I don't know. I okay, so. Patrick Brown... Activated from the IR and will play for the Philly Flyers. No one cares. All right. You want to move over to the OV watch? Yes. And we got some exciting stuff going on in the OV watch. Ovechkin scored a goal on December 4th against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And it wasn't just any other Ovechkin goal. It was his 750th career goal in his 1222nd career game. That puts him on 20 goals or puts him up to 20 goals in 25 games on the season. This man's an absolute monster. He is 16 behind Yarmer Yager for third place. So barring any injury, which uh, doesn't seem to be Ovi's kind of style, he's going to beat or he's going to surpass Yager this, uh, this season. He's actually on a point or on a goal scoring pace to, to put in 65 for the second time in his career. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm loving watching Ovechkin. I'm just so excited to do this OV watch every time. 750 goals. He's not too far away from from the great Gretzky. He's the only player right now that I have notifications on from my score app. Nice. Uh, because I want to know when he scores. And I love seeing all the highlights of every goal that he yeah. gets. Yeah. That snipe that he got against... Columbus. Columbus. I was going to say the goal in him. Was it Corpusalo in it? Uh, yes. Yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, I don't have notifications for any other player because Connor McDavid and Leon Dreitseidel, it'll just get yeah. literally annoying. And they're not about to beat Gretzky's yeah. record, right? They're not pushing for that. And I don't want to do it for the Leafs because I usually watch via streams that are slightly delayed. So those notifications yeah, will for actually sure. spoil 
Like, I'll get a notification, look at my phone while the Leafs game's going on, and it tells me fucking Matthew scored. And then you're just like, obviously, and then, yeah. 10 seconds later on my stream, there's a breakout. Oh, this of the is going to be it right like, here. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, I had to turn all those notifications yeah, off because so. when I'd be watching the Leafs games, I would just get the one one vibration notification and i know it's the score app and then for the next like minute and a half two minutes i'm just watching the game thinking oh this is a goal for whichever team you know i don't want to check my phone to spoil it so i had to turn them off it just makes the games more enjoyable and interactive that's okay i think that's all from us this episode of a good hockey show has been brought to you by pucklegends.ca where you can buy bootleg band t-shirts for hockey all-stars like Austin Matthews, Jack Campbell, Connor McDavid, Mitch Marner, Bill William Nylander, and Phil the Thrill Kessel. I like these shirts. They're pretty cool. So check it out, pucklegends.ca. Make sure that you subscribe or whatever if you like it. Uh, we release. You probably right. heard this. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye.